This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, my name is Skyhawk, and no, I am not doing another solo episode. Uh, Sunny is gone for one more uh, episode exactly, but I have a very special guest I will introduce here in a moment. Uh, but first off, I have to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, yay! So, first off, uh, huge shout-outs to ETB Games and Steel Fox Games down in Louisiana. Uh, I have physically never been there, uh, but Sunny can vouch for how awesome those shops are. Definitely go check them out. Uh, also, a massive shout-out to Gem Accessories. Uh, they make fantastic backpacks, deck boxes, binders, anything you can think of. Uh, also, shout-out to Dragon Shield. Uh, you can get uh, now custom uh, Japanese sleeves, so if you want custom artwork, you can go do that. Uh, we've got an affiliate link in the description as well. Thank huge shout out to tier zero games. You can now use card code, uh, top cut five to get 5% off of your order at, uh, tier zero. That link is in the description as well. And, uh, as always a massive shout out to the patrons, uh, <laughs> will you y'all keep us running? So we very much appreciate it. So, uh, without further ado, I have one of the, uh, core members of the Necrofusion enthusiasts who are rotating through the podcast. Um, uh, elephant number five, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Um, hello, uh, I'm Elephant number five. Um, I recently got into Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess, at the beginning of uh, 2022, I guess. Um, mainly, or mainly started with like Master Duel, and I only just recently got started into like uh, getting cards for the TCG played in like two locals so far and been having a blast there nice i'm glad that in-person locals so that's actually something we can talk about for sure um you uh you you've had some pretty sick runs at the uh, master circuit series did, did you you um i know you you got close a couple of times did you you cleared uh i think you cleared top 16 once uh yeah once i got to top eight nice immense w oh, we had like it was you and and synapse and uh, and ease and I who were trying to grind it and I think I think ease synapse and you cleared. I, I can't remember if anybody else. Uh, Karibo did uh, the one time, but <laughs> that's a a testament to how insane the the necrofusion enthusiasts are. So I guess uh, I'll start with the the simple Yu-Gi-Oh questions so that the people can kind of get to know what you like and don't like, and then and then. I'll, I have some. I actually have some questions about getting into paper play from the perspective of a new player, just because it's been since, it's been so long since I picked that side of it up. But so we'll start off with the um, the, the the most basic question, and I guess you you answered it a little bit. But what, why why Yu-Gi-Oh? What what brought you to this corner of games? Um, well, obviously, uh, I I I of course I played it as a kid. Um. 
I think I played it with like my friends up to like fifth grade, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of we kind of stopped after that, after like the the teasing got a bit too much in middle school. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was like pretty much playground Yu-Gi-Oh sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. we still thought that you could tribute someone to Stardust Dragon if it got bounced to the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, and then I guess I got back into it through Master Duel, just like uh, just uh, just needed like a itch to scratch for like gotcha games, and then there was Master Duel, and I was like, well, might as well also pick back pick Yu-Gi-Oh back up. Did you hit two uh, two birds with one stone? We need the PNGs, yep. but I can also relearn the card game. And crazy mm-hmm. that you picked it up for a year, topped an MCS. Now you're you're picking up Paper Play. Um, I, it's funny that you mentioned the like like playground rule stuff. I distinctly remember one of my best friends growing up had had a, just a massive Yu-Gi-Oh collection, and uh, it, he would always insist that Dark Magician had all, like all of these anime effects. It's, <laughs> it's like every time I see it, I'm like, yep. I remember how that was. Okay, so uh, this question might also be obvious to, to some people, but uh, what would you say? Um, what would you say your favorite deck is? Off of the off the um, top. Well, especially with uh, well, I I'd say probably my favorite deck to play is Fluffles. Um, uh, as I guess as a proud member of the Necrofusion. <laughs> um. Anything else on the list, or is that is that kind of been your main um, jam? Uh, uh, especially like in the MCS, Crystal Beast has been fun with Conclave Control. We um, uh, we have the same brain cell. <laughs> I, yeah. I went from uh, I went from learning I went I went from like directly from learning Fluffle to learning Crystal Beast. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm also a fan of the the punk just like punk decks, the punk engine. It's just I, something something about it is cool. It's especially like Punk Darion. Yeah, a lot of the the wombo combo stuff uh, mm-hmm. is super awesome. Yeah. Punk Punk also just has so many. There are so many variations you can play a whole. There's just mm-hmm. tons of engines you can slap in with Punk. So yeah, is, it has a lot of wide stuff. Is there so the other the other like so I got two more like kind of kind of wonky get to know you questions for for the mm-hmm. audience here. Uh, so this one's just the opposite. Is there anything you just absolutely hate to play against? Uh, hating to play against. Um, I I can't say that like I hate to play against stun, but it's like if I don't have the apps and and the stun got the a stun deck got set up, then well, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I feel like yeah. I feel like you run into that in Master Duel a lot more than you do in person. Like I I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of horror stories uh, out there about like the one person who goes to locals and plays stun. But it just it it's happened so rarely for me. But I feel like in Master Duel, there's a non-zero sum of players that are that ju- are just on like Inspector Board or Turbo. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. you probably play more Master Duel than I do right now. But does that sound that seems about right? Yeah, solid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, part of it is probably just because it's like worldwide player base. So like you're going to run into them at some point just by like the law of large numbers that's true like even, even in like the this the current uh, master duel festival is like a fiend fairy fest people are uh there's like a runic deck playing what's a consecrated light just oh. to like stun labyrinth out of the game oh my god uh, wait yeah. do they actually special summoning of darks they can't do anything under that card that's that's the hilarious i we're really it's Amano Iwato for the format. We're really deep in the in the tank on that. And I mean that's probably just crazy against a lot of the fiend decks. Mm-hmm. Like it <laughs> so anybody else playing stuff gets owned by consecrated light. That's that's terrifying. Uh so I guess uh, we'll we'll bring it in on a on a slightly different note, the last Yu-Gi-Oh kind of question here. Uh do you have a favorite card? Is there anything that that fits the slot there for you? Um, let's see, a favorite card. Um, I think, I think one that comes to mind is probably the, what's it, the, I, I can't remember the name, but it's like the Sioux Ship's, like, Chef's recommendation one. It's just, like, thematically, oh. it's so on point that, like, th- like, the design's not good, but it's just funny. Yeah. I, like that. that's I, the... I like funny cards. I did. Yeah, clear new world, small world, just things that are quirky and jinky. Clear new world is a cool card. I think it's cool. They they that card's going to be searchable soon. 
if you play mm. the uh, there's some new Vsauce stuff that they revealed as per usual that that uh, ah. that names clear new world that card oh. somebody is asking to break that card I, I think at some point somebody will figure something out uh, mm -hmm. and small small world is also just one of the funniest cards ever like <laughs> you can search anything you got to put in the work. Uh, yep. <laughs> you gotta. You have to build your deck very specifically. You probably have to play a card you don't really want to play, uh, and uh, and you have to go minus one. But you can search anything in the game. Uh, yep. And I I'm, think I'm currently on on like uh, small world fluffle brainworms. Anything for edge chain. <laughs> the anything for edge chain is uh, <laughs> is about right. I was trying to find a way to make fusion armament work. Uh, but to be like, oh, it's named on the card so we can summon it. And then, uh, uh, and then uh, we have, we have to dump it to grave first, but it's just like, it's too much setup to make it worth it. Um, and uh, the, the, the Sioux ship one is so cool for those who don't know what the Sioux ship card does. Uh, it, it is, it occupies such like an interesting kind of like meta space in Yu-Gi-Oh design. Because, it, so it's basically like you present um, two uh, options to your opponent. Or not not just, not two options necessarily, but it rewards you for knowing what the Suship cards are. Because you show two cards to your opponent, and they can choose to add, I think it's add one to hand, send one to grave or something like that. But they can pick a Suship card that, that you didn't reveal to them. So if they know the menu by heart, they can give you any sous ship card. But if they don't know the menu, they have, they're probably going to give you one of the two that you reveal. And it's like, the card itself is only okay, but just the concept of rewarding somebody for not only like having the knowledge of the deck, but also just like thematically the knowledge of the menu is... I love that that's your favorite card. That's such a great pick. <laughs> okay, I, I looked up the name. Gunkan Sushi Catch of the Day. Catch of the Day. That's awesome. I, <laughs> hey, I was remembering the fanlation that is like Chef's Choice or Chef's Special or something. Oh, because that, that's the the Nouvelles. The um, UIGR translation. Yeah. Well, it's 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 funny because the Nouvelles now have Chef's Special Recipe as a continuous ah. trap. <laughs> so I pulled the I pulled the CR of that out of my box actually. Uh, <laughs> what a silly card. Okay. So uh, we were going to get into the the Dune stuff, but I now you brought something up that I kind of want to get into because the kind of the discourse uh, uh, of the day on uh, Twitter.com now uh, now X.com I guess uh, rest in peace <laughs> uh, <laughs> is is about um, Yu-Gi-Oh players getting into the game and uh and and the difficulty of that and and whether master duel is an effective tool so you mentioned master duel is what dragged you in you're just now kind of getting started into paper play you've been to a couple locals um what what has the transition from master duel to in person like and and what was uh how was learning the game through master duel <laughs> um I guess the transition is like I've spent a little, quite a bit, quite a bit of time like hesitating with like just hearing like oh yeah cards cards are expensive staples are expensive crossbe costs like a bunch or stuff like that um, so like that that did cause a bit, uh, quite a bit of hesitation but then um, probably what made the transition easier was that um, around. Uh, around the time, I guess tier limits became like tier zero in the, in Master Duel. Um, like they also got like all the Crystal Beast stuff, and I pulled a Royal Rainbow Dragon there. So uh, I decided I'll learn Crystal Beast, and so, and from there, I, like I learned the deck, and then it's like, oh wait, Crystal Beast in the TCG, they 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 just came out with like the structure like mm -hmm. uh, a while back, just like recently. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that seems pretty cheap. Just buy three copies of the structure, and then I looked up like Rainbow Bridge and Salvations, like only like two three bucks, and it's like. Okay, fine. Uh, I think I can do this. So I made the jump through uh, Conclave Control Crystal Beast stuff first. Um, and then, like, pl played a local, um, had fun, and it's like, okay, uh, I'll, you know what, I'm just going to splurge. I'm just going to splurge on Fluffles. It, they're not meta <laughs> enough to be, be like, to the cost thing. I, I like the deck. Um, they're at, they seem to be competent. Ease, Ease was doing well. Um, 
so yeah so yeah so to me i guess the main barrier is just like uh, either hearing about the price or like i imagine if i really wanted to build like cash tira like the top meta deck or something that probably costs an arm and a leg if i wanted to like build it to like the to like be the to like go into like a high level event or something yeah um, but yeah i think i but think since since i'm just drawn to like the quirky decks uh generator <laughs> thunder fluffle anyways so it's like the price it's the price stuff is a bit better but yeah it is interesting actually yeah so like for example if you take something like crystal beast i think most of the conclave control players would be like you have to play prosperity and it's like if you're going to locals and you're not going to big events you probably you really just don't need to be dropping the money on those cards like mm -hmm. so there is something to be it depends on how competitive your locals is and how well you want to do i guess but the i feel like price didn't really get talked about when we were talking about barriers a lot of it's been about like learning the game but I think access to the game at, at an extremely high competitive level is not very price friendly. That part of it is still quite bad. If, like me, for example, uh, uh, Dino right now is really inexpensive. But if you wanted to optimize Dino, it's like you're playing Thrusts and, and you're playing Triple Tack and you're playing Prosperity. And you're playing yeah. like a bunch of these expensive staple cards. Um, so yeah. there's... I think I think the barrier isn't necessarily into building a deck. I think the barrier is in optimizing it. I think cores, unless it's something like cash, are actually less expensive than they used to be if you get them at the right time. But it's getting that like extra five to ten percent out of your deck that that can cause problems. Um, so the so the other piece of this is is you mentioned Master Duel picked you back up, and that's what got you learning the game. How did how did learning the game through Master Duel go? Was it like a lot of growing pains? Do you feel like you picked it up quickly? Is like, do you think Master Duel is a is a is a good way for for people to be able to learn? Um, uh, let's see. So I guess I picked up Master Duel. Um, it was uh, I can't exactly remember the timeline, but like I picked up Master Duel. I think it was like maybe a few months after like seeing the uh uh your your video with mbt um the, the fluffle video and it's like okay that's the uh that's the uh well that uh fluffle was the second deck i built in master and mastered well the first deck i built was gokis because i saw that it was just power load turbo in progression series <laughs> and it's like so that's awesome so, that's so good so, yeah so i don't know how to play gokis with like ice hold or like anything else other than make two power loads or like make a giant ogre to like and goki finishing move to like otk from there um but yeah so i started with gokis because it was all in one pack um and then uh then i went to fluffles and then it's for quite a bit of the game i like i was just only, only playing fluffles and i guess the learning experience is just learning to learning to mess up um against other decks and learning the decks as uh yeah just just messing up or like seeing what works seeing what doesn't trial and error um and then slowly i also did like uh as i accumulated like the gems the currency i did accumulate more decks um some of them i liked some of them i didn't but yeah i like i tried them out at like a just whatever i pulled i just made like a, a jink version of it and then tried it out and just to see what like how they played and how they felt yeah so, mm -hmm. I, that makes the, I guess, good sense yeah the one thing is like uh since i'm still mainly master tool focused is like i have uh, vi uh i have relatively little like i guess attention is uh i'm not paying as much attention to like non-master tool decks like pearly or like cashteria or Re rescue ace like i hear it because i'm like uh plugged in kind of to like the tcg yeah buzz i guess but but I, I like can't tell you which name does what. That is such an interesting thing to hear, because I, I mean I can definitely relate to being disconnected. But it's so funny from the perspective of somebody who came to Master Duel from the TCG. For my my view of it is, oh, this stuff is so old. It's like uh, it, it feels like a format I've already played. But for somebody coming from Master Duel to the TCG, it's like, oh wait, there's all this stuff that I don't know. Because it's just not present in this game. We're all, we're like 
it's it's kind of a similar problem but in both directions where mm -hmm. like the pathway to both ends up being kind of kind of lopsided but um it does mean at least that both formats kind of get to stay fresh which is cool um for uh so for for the uh perspective of learning the game too i think it's awesome that you bring up that you just have to make mistakes against a bunch of decks um the the analogy i like to use a lot is uh is with fighting games uh where for a very long time until you have a grasp on what is happening you are just going to get destroyed like you have to in, in a fighting game you have to know like tons of mix to start succeeding at like a, a higher level you have to like have lots of frame data you have to like practice all of your inputs you have to be reading your opponent constantly making quick decisions Yu-Gi-Oh is a lot like that where you're never going to run into something until you actually run into it <laughs> so the MVT has the analogy of like Nadir Servant where they're like if you were to show Nadir Servant to somebody who was just starting to learn Yu-Gi-Oh they would have no idea how to evaluate the card because they don't know everything that surrounds it so, mm -hmm. so while you're learning you might make a mistake of like ash something else and then your opponent goes okay activate Nadir Servant and then they, they send all the stuff they do all the lines and uh, you just have no way of knowing that until it actually you're actually sitting across the table from it. So in that sense, mm -hmm. I guess Master Duel is probably a good tool because you just you just get so much variety. Yeah, and I guess another way it's a good tool in like trial and error perspective is that um, like I I'm a relative I, I guess I think relatively analytically at least at least with Yu-Gi-Oh it's like I like to like actually know the rulings. It's like okay, why mm -hmm. didn't this like why didn't I get to uh, use a toad to negate like an already activated continuous insect. Oh, yeah. that's that's how the ruling works. That's what the wording is. Like yeah. I, I I like thinking through that. And it's like just having the simulator that I assume it should be mostly correct. Like teach me rulings has also been pretty nice. Yeah, having that kind of that kind of self taught nature to it. Uh, that's actually I hadn't even I hadn't really considered that as something that would be effective. Yeah. But for for I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess I think a lot of people assume, me included, that people will get turned off by that. But there's probably a subsection of people that are like, yes, <laughs> I need to learn what this... I need to know how this works. I need to figure it out. Uh, that part of yeah. it is really awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm a programmer for work, so I mean... <laughs> oh, okay. So then th this falls this falls in line exactly. That's what... My twin brother is a, yeah. a software developer as well. So mm. you end up... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we like to learn how systems work. I'm actually I'm mm -hmm. I'm just starting to uh, I'm studying for my comp TIA uh, plus for for IT stuff, and I'm learning uh, I'm starting to learn Python now. So I mm. maybe yeah. uh, birds of a feather flock together, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the the one downside for like learning Master Duel and trying to apply it to the TCG, at least based on my experience at exactly two locals, is that uh sometimes it's uh it's like missing triggers or like mm -hmm. windows because like master tool has the shiny flashing buttons that asking like oh do you want to ash this it's like i i remember like uh one time it was like runic musket or something it's like i had an ash in hand i'm just looking at it and then like okay yeah okay go on go on with your combo and it's like oh wait i probably should have ashed that yeah somewhere <laughs> should i have uh either either hit the mask or the uh, the max or the uh um yeah or the fountain or, or, the, or, or, or the fountain or the yeah it's Huben. just it's just like after they went through the combo then my brain caught up and it's like wait a minute like that would have been a great place to ash i've seen yeah. that before in master duel <laughs> yeah that is it yeah that that is something that i've heard people say too where it's like the um both the pace is kind of jarring because in in person it's a bit slower than uh, the master duel can be, but also just the master duel being like, which of these three effects would you like to activate? Or in the end phase, hey, you got this scarm here. Uh, you want to use that? Uh, <laughs> or whereas in person, if you miss that trigger, we go to the draw phase. It's gone, and uh, and there's yeah. no the only reminders is is that skill check. And that there's, I feel like there's a bit of controversy around that. The the thing that kind of brought that part of the discussion was the imperm update. And for those who don't know, in uh, Master Duel, 
uh, they add they just recently added that uh, if you activate infinite impermanence uh, while it's set to negate a monster effect the whole column then gets highlighted uh, for the rest of the turn so it's essentially the game telling you where the imperm column is so you don't activate your cards there and so a lot of people i think from the tcg side saw that as a bad change because they see the infinite impermanence as part of the skill check of the game that they play Whereas for Master Duel, it feels like a way to make the information overload that you have more accessible. Uh, so it's just like a way to remind kind of like how everything else functions. So I don't know. Do you, do you think it's good that something like that is there? Or do you do you prefer the TCG skill check side of things? Like one thing that I do like about the Master Duel update, I think the, the adding up the monster attacks is just really good. It feels like it's... It's like an unnecessary skill check to make people do math. <laughs> like yeah. I, I think, I think we, could, yeah, I think in Master Duel that's like totally I'm, fine. I'm relatively good at mental math, but yeah, yeah, I agree that like having having it art just there is like pretty nice. Um, so overall, I think like a lot of the I've been a, I've liked most of the Master Duel like UI updates, like when when they added like the related cards. So like yeah. when with like that Nadir Servant example, like you can mm-hmm. click Nadir Servant and click related cards, and you can see see like at least some of the possible related cards like sure there's probably still like you don't know that you can send Gerudo off of it yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but like at least you can kind of like uh see that like i i think that's an interesting thing that like just can't be done can't be done in like paper or yeah it can't as easily be done in paper play that i think is cool um and um i think a lot of the animations that they add are just like pretty they, they add to like the i guess the flair mm-hmm. um like i can i can understand like that skill check argument but i'm like i'm still mostly like kind of a relatively casual like it's playing you give for it for the fun so i like it when there's like flashy things <laughs> that's i think that's the best argument i've heard so far is uh is actually it looks good so i think we should keep it um <laughs> but i think i think you're right i think in something like master duel i think it makes more sense especially if we're using it as a gateway it makes more sense to lean into making it yeah. uh, easier for people and to it learn makes, it makes it easier for any audience to like follow it to watch it like, yep the the spectator mm-hmm. part of that for sure uh cool uh, that's actually, honestly that is actually really interesting to hear to hear this from the perspective of somebody who learned it through master duel so i guess my last before we move on to to reading bad cards uh my, my last uh kind of Master related question. So you mentioned that you built Goki as double power load uh, turbo because you watched the progression mm-hmm. series. How long were yep. you like around Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTube before you picked up Master Duel? Had you, had you kind of been watching progression for a while? Was it like, uh, was, was that just kind of like your way of keeping in touch with Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, or was it more of a recent um, thing? I think it was like maybe, maybe half a year before like I picked up Master Duel. Like I started like I don't know. A Yu-Gi-Oh video showed up in my recommended list, and then I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. We go down the we the the algorithm really does bring yeah. people together in the yeah. silliest ways. So, what was the? Yeah. Do you remember what the video you got recommended was? Um, I don't know if it's the first one, but I think the one that's like most in my memory is one of MBTs where it's like the most Yu-Gi-Oh magic of all time. And it was like Exodia versus Kribo or something like that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That that was uh, one of the old, that was when it was still the quarantine series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, like, it, I don't think, I don't think I watched it when, when it came out, but like, yeah, but I think, I think that was like one of the earlier videos in the algorithmic rabbit hole. I think that's such a perfect video for that too, because not only is it just just absolutely hilarious, even if you only have a very surface level understanding of what's happening, like the it's it's got like retro cards. There's a bunch of new stuff you can look at, just absolutely crazy nonsense. Uh, so it, it it checks off the nostalgia factor and like the what is this turned into now? Uh, that gets you like kind of doing more research. And if you haven't gone to watch that video uh, yet, if you're listening to the podcast. You should go watch it. It's gold. <laughs> if you've never seen Law of the Normal Resolve, this is the video to check out. Uh, <laughs> also, the Exodius stuff is amazing. Okay, so that, that's one of them cited out of Exodia. We're deci- we're citing out of Exodia in our Exodia deck is 
is the the move of all time. Shout outs to the quarantine series. That that was a fun fun show. Okay. So now for for the last uh, segment of the podcast, I, I think most of the people who are paying attention to the TCG uh, probably know most of the good cards that are in uh, Duelist Nexus. You know, we've got your Revolution Synchrons, your uh, Vsauce uh, Amritaras, your uh, uh, what else? Uh, Volzar Lars for for you Dino fans. Uh, but there are some very bad cards, uh, and most of the bad cards are uh, TCG exclusives, as usual. Uh, most we get we get these weird pack filler cards that the TCG likes to put in every year, and occasionally one of them is like okay. Um, some recent examples: uh, Pit Knight Early has seen some play in some extra decks. Um, <laughs> uh, buy a rock dragon was cool uh so so i want to go uh from from the perspective of someone getting back into tcg you may have already read these but i just i kind of want to hear what you think about them both as a, a kind of a jank enthusiast because uh, i always whenever these get revealed i try to think of like well what could we actually do with this card what, what what's possible so uh the first one is very near and dear to my heart uh, they made this card for me. Uh, <laughs> I've been labbing Tomozoros combos for the last two months. So we've got uh, Zootomozoros, a level 2 Earth Dino effect monster. Uh, 500 attack, 400 defense. While you control another dinosaur monster, your opponent's monsters cannot target this card for attacks. You can target one other card you control and destroy it, and you can only use this effect hard once per turn. Uh, what are your thoughts about the... Do you have any thoughts about the Dino guy? Is it just is it just funny? Um, I can like having minored in Japanese at uni. I can appreciate the the pun in the name. Um, okay, I actually don't know what the pun is. So what's the what's the setup here? I mean, like I uh, the the YGORG article does explain it. Like Zutomo means friends forever in Japanese, but it's like the I mean the idea is that Tomo is friend and Zuto is like forever or like always. So they they like do like the concatenation where they overlap the toe to uh, that's um, cool so it's the yeah, I, I know it's it's not it's not anything like uh ex, uh what's it exotic but like i can appreciate it I'm i love kind of uh too. <laughs> i love friends forever dinos uh i i have uh i've got the tomosaurus on my uh on my desk here actually and what's funny is in the original art of tomosaurus I think the idea is with the Friends Forever bit here is actually they look a lot older in this card art. Like they're 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 bigger, they're still playing around. So it really is like a Friends Forever. They've aged like 20 years and they're still roughhousing. So uh yeah. I love that. Though though sadly the flavor text at least on the English according to Wikipedia is that this monster even attacked its own kind. So small not so much not so friendly, but maybe maybe they've uh they made up. <laughs> maybe they made up, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, I have it here, actually. Small but vicious. This monster even attacks its own kind. And it's funny because there's, uh, I mean, that mean Tomozaurus obviously is referring to the, kind of like the, the brown one then. Because uh, <laughs> that's the one that's biting in the original arc. But anyway, so speaking as a dinosaur stand, this card is, doesn't, is like fine. It doesn't actually do accomplish much for dinosaur. However, it does accomplish something for me specifically. So... Uh, if you've seen my Twitter, uh, I've been labbing the uh, Shaman stuff, and we're doing Monodium things now, so we're not playing Shaman anymore, but uh, this card does enable the two-card Dino combo to revive four level twos with Shaman instead of three, because instead of, uh, when you go Baron, pop a baby to summon another baby from deck, instead of summoning the baby, you summon this card, use this card to pop another baby to summon another baby, and then you continue your combo. And then the Zootomozaurus becomes the fourth level two that you revive. Ah. So, so you end up with Baron plus f five level twos. Uh, <laughs> which uh, Baron into Sprite combo. Let's go. This is the only problem with that is that... Uh, uh, yes, Shaman, you get, you get Synchro Locked. But uh, we, we can make it work. We can still ball out. <laughs> so uh, the next one is uh, Finis Terai, Tower of the Necro World. Um, so it's a level 10 water zombie, which is already a weird combo. Uh, 1,000 attack, 2,800 defense. 
If you control a level 10 monster, you can special summon this card from your hand. You can only special summon this named card once per turn this way. If this card is sent to the graveyard, you can target one face-up card on the field. That card cannot be destroyed by card effects this turn. You can only use this effect of this named card once per turn. So, I mean, it's a level 10 extender. I haven't really been able to come up with anything else. Like, like the, the typing and the attribute is kind of wonky. Uh, I don't know. Any ideas? <laughs> it's kind of a weird card. Level 10 special summon to the graveyard cannot be destroyed by card effects yeah it seems this is like this is kind of what i mean by like it, it's pack filler almost all of them do like a thing that reads like you can do something with it but it feels like it doesn't really like there's nothing specific yeah. like obviously it's like oh well maybe like rank 10 trains you can play this as a free 10 it's like we've already got Derek crane we got all this other stuff zombie doesn't really have use for a level 10 uh and I don't know how you're putting another 10 on the board. Like, it just seems a little... It seems a little weird. Like, maybe... Like, the, yeah. Like, I'm just seeing level 10 zombie with 2800 defense and has an effect to make something cannot be destroyed by card effects. It's almost Eldritch if you squint. That's a true... <laughs> it makes something else Eldritch. Crazy. It's a... <laughs> That's yeah. true. I mean, I guess... Because Eld is a 10 too, right? So maybe you go... Yep. If you play this in, in Eldritch, you can go... If you special Eldritch, you summon this. And then you can, like, make a rank 10, detach this, and then target, uh, like, a back row. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a little... Seems a little sus. Uh, so this next card is actually not too bad. Uh, although it's, uh, it's a little wonky. It's so last set we did get another TCG exclusive Dragon Synchro in uh, Golden Cloud Beast Malong, and that card is actually pretty good. Uh, it's seen a couple play, it's seen play in a couple of lists. Uh, I've been messing with it. Is it the level modulating one? Yeah, so it's, it's the level. It's the level okay. six. It can change itself to five or seven. Uh, it's a tuner, mm. and uh, if it gets sent to the graveyard, you can target a card uh, your opponent controls and bounce it. So it's mm. uh, it's actually not bad. Um, so this one, however, is a card, but it's kind of weird. So this is Kui Belt the Blade Dragon. Level 7 Dark Dragon Synchro, a 2500-1900 attack. Materials is one tuner and one or more non-tuners. If this card is Synchro Summoned, you can target one card on the field to destroy it. If this card on the field is destroyed, you can target one face-up monster on the field. That monster cannot attack until the end of your opponent's turn. You can only use... Uh, each effect uh, once per turn. Um, I mean, it, it it's kind of weird because on one like Coral Dragon is at six that can discard and pop a card, but that costs a discard, but it gets you a draw back. This card is like it's kind of free, but it also uh, this is like kind of it. I feel like the attack stop doesn't really do much. And I. The second, the second effect just makes me think like, you quick synchro into it and then you get runic slumber. You drop itself. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> we will. Where, where? Uh, <laughs> that's actually hilarious. Uh, I guess that's it for for Kui Belt. Uh, I do like that they're experimenting with this though. Like I think. Something else that's cool about this is, like, um, with Crimson Dragon, if you control a 7 Synchro, if you want to tag that out into Kui Belt to get, like, a pop, that's decent. Um, oh, yeah. So you can so you can swap out Crimson Dragon for that if you're not doing Calamity stuff. Uh, so there's something. There's something there for sure. Uh, the next card, I, I appreciate that this exists. Uh, I, it's not very good, but I, I am just happy that it's around. So this is a storage pod. <laughs> it's a level 6 dark machine fusion. Uh, 2500 attack, 2500 defense. Its materials are Trifortrosops or Stegocyber. Plus a machine or dinosaur monster. Um, cannot be destroyed by battle when a monster is special summoned from the graveyard is on the field. If a monster or monsters is special summoned from the hand while this monster is on the field except during the damage step... You can target one card you control and one card your opponent controls, destroy them. You can only use this effective storage pod once per turn. 
So, speaking as a dinosaur fan, uh, I, I love Stego Cyber. I actually played it in a very old Link Cross Dino list uh, for uh, Shooting Riser Dragon. Um, it is very, very funny that these cards are materials. There's this weird sub theme of like machine dinosaurs with like a dyna tank and 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 all of like the the weird vanillas uh and this card does actually kind of work with the transcend drake stuff in a way where it's like a lot of them are uh destroy stuff and special stuff from the grave if if they're special from grave there's like specific protections we do lots of like destroying our own cards so there's like there's a universe where you set up a very funny resource loop with like the Transcendric Synchro, the Transcendric Fusion, and this card, where they just keep destroying each other every turn. Um, but, like, I, how are you making this? I, like, I don't know. I don't know how you're making this in, in Dino. It just seems weird. Hmm. Yeah. There's the, uh, there's the Fusion. I mean, Ground Zeno, I guess, can banish and Fusion Summon. Okay. So, as always with the, the TCG exclusives, there's, like, one card that's actually, like, is good, but is not crazy. So, we have a normal trap card, Synchro Force Back. Uh, target monsters on the field up to the number of Synchro monsters with different names you control. Return them to the hand. You can only activate one Synchro Force Back per turn. I mean, that seems like it's not bad. Uh, if you have a lot of Synchros, then you could bounce two or three cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing... Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One thing of note is that, um, this is now, this is actually, you can search this with a Duelist Genesis now. Uh, because in this set they printed the, uh, it's the same as, um, Generation Force, where you can add any card that has Synchro in the name. So, oh. uh, so you could play this as probably a, uh, as a searchable trap card. Um, maybe... I <laughs> I don't know. Um I don't know. I you're you're following is there anything just as like a general question, anything in Duelist Nexus you're really excited for? Uh are you uh is it is it acclimating to the TCG kinda kinda weird in terms of learning what everything does? I mean, I guess the one thing that like I guess everyone's talking about is the Revolution Synchron and how it specifically has possible utility in the two decks that I currently own in paper, which are Fluffles and uh, Crystal Beasts. Mm. Um, so, so that's the one that I'm looking at, though. Like, right now, I'm just looking like do, uh, looking at the... Pre I was looking at the pre-sale prices, like, last week, and it's like, do I really want to, like, pay uh, five bucks for, like, the pre-sale? Um, yeah, especially US. That, that's still... Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely play it when I'll definitely pull for it and play it in Master Duel when that comes around, but that'll mm -hmm. be quite a bit in a while. Yeah, the, the delay is kind of a, an unfortunate thing. And it's it's wonky with Rev Synchron because it's like pre sale cards are almost always more expensive than they end up being like a week or two after release, but Rev Synchron is the card that's going to be carrying the set for sure. So it's like. If you're not going to big events, is it worth dropping $180 on a playset of a card that is good and boosts a lot of rogue and has a couple some meta contention, but is also just kind of a guy? Like it, it just feels like it's oh. not a lot of value. Um, I will say for those why, who don't why know, why use Rev Synchron when you can get Destruido for a buck? Exactly. Yes. Like if we can go Dragon Shrine or Dragon Ravine, and. Uh, so it's, it's well, I mean, you know, it's like Cruel Whale. Back when, uh, so you may not have been in the TCG at this time, but with uh, with Cruel Whale, it was basically budget DPE with uh, with Edge of Scythe. That package was like fifty cents, and the DPE package was like two hundred dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, why would I spend the money on DPE when I can uh, activate Edge of Scythe and go into Cruel Whale? Uh, the um, so for those who don't know, actually, we'll go over it super quick. The the Revolution Synchron interaction in Crystal Beast is kind of nasty. Uh, because Golden Rule is an equip spell. So you can go Pegasus uh, Rev Synchron into Powerful Dragon to search Golden Rule. Uh, and you can... Ugh. <laughs> I, and Golden Rule is at a Pendulum Summon too. 
it yeah it's a pendulum summon two and it's monster reborn like you can yeah. you can summon from hand you can do all sorts of nonsense and like i mean if you want to get like really stupid with it too you, if you do like normal pegasus crystal beast rainbow dragon banish to add special ruby uh add the rainbow dragon you can go like you make power tool power tool add golden rule bring back the uh the rev synchron to make uh an eight tuner and then use the you can do crystal wing or um if you want to be uh funny with it to get the uh uh the ruby engrave uh you can do the, the level eight tuner guy uh to add the uh you can add the monadium counter trap and then go um baron and then afterwards mm. activate your uh golden rule to revive the ruby from grave mm. <laughs> okay. it's probably not yep. good but like even just even just crystal link like being able to go rev synchron to get golden rule if you're missing it like if you open uh bond rev synchron just goes insane <laughs> two card. okay well uh, i think that'll probably do it for this episode of the top cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast uh before i i let you go i am gonna have to subject you to the names of our patrons uh there are some there are some pretty good ones uh, i gotta say uh mm -hmm. i'm just making sure i pull these up in order we're not they're not quite Simo uh, tier just yet. Uh, we're, we're not at the level of um, MBT and Nim Nim's uh, one night boxer brief uh, stand of uh, stand of passion, uh, but <laughs> but there are some good ones. So uh, a huge thank you to bring Red Reboot back to three. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Kane Martin, Zypherus, Big Stinky, Blue Eyes's best Copium. Uh, Broken Boy 13. Control decks do not exist anymore. Uh, Ding Dongs, hostess of the Yang Zing. Uh, do you remember when Heavy Storm was legal? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Earth Machine, best deck. Has anyone actually read Toy Vendor? Uh, we have. Uh, both of us have read Toy Vendor, actually. So it's good that, uh, it's good that you mention it. However, uh, this person continues to just own me. Uh, so, Vendor is spelled V-E-N-D-E-R. And uh, Red is spelled R-E-D. Uh, and it <laughs> used it used to not be spelled R-E-D. It used to be Red. So they are changing the spelling to screw with me specifically. <laughs> uh, we've got H-Z-H Cyber. Uh, I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. Uh, <laughs> is Canada Nickelback? Uh, John Leal, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pistol RX, Silver Hope. There is one rule and only one. Always read Misk. Uh, understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World, Aaron Gardner, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simp of the Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silverwind, The Ascendant is the best floodgate, Box Wine, Co-Link, D's Nuts, uh, come on and get your game on, duty booty. Uh, dragon maidenless behavior. Uh, I'm about to wreak a glamour tribute for cost. These plant nuts in your mouth, Neshi. Shout out to Neshi, you're the best. Yep. Crystal Crystal Conclave unite. Uh, old mm -hmm. man red. Pin code one four three. Sakitama Aratama Nikitama Cam Obama, and slaking it up. Thank you all very much for your support of the podcast. And speaking of thanks, thank you very much, Elephant Number 5, for hopping onto the podcast, uh, especially last minute. I super appreciate it. Uh, and it's super interesting to hear your perspective about Master Duel and getting into the game. And uh, thank you for listening to me ramble about uh, Zutomo Zorus. Uh, <laughs> is, there, uh, is there anywhere that the people can find you uh, online? Anything you want to shout out? Um... I'm around on Discord on the Necrofusion Enthusiasts and I guess a few other Archetype Discords, um, but I don't have much of an online presence. Deal. Um, so I'll shout out, I guess, my current brainchild of the Master Duel Fairy Fiend uh, Festival, uh, Fluffle Plunder. The di synergy is discards. Discards? Uh, uh, I will not elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> the synergy is 
uh, plunder discard toy vendor uh, or uh, or uh, send stuff to grave. I mean, uh, we have you can hard make lists with patchwork. That's true. Actually, that's crazy. That's kind of nasty. Um, so one thing too, uh, you can play uh, Meister to uh, yep. to special the, the to special the plunder names from deck because you can just summon any fiend. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, uh, join the Necrofusion enthusiasts uh, and uh, have a good night, everybody. Catch you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.